Welcome to the Light of Syria podcast. My name is Dori Fari and I will speak with a realized spiritual master about his views on life and the topic of spirituality. I would like to apologize in advance for the sound quality as this episode was recorded at a distance this time but I'm sure that the content outshines this problem but anyway sorry for the latency problems and I think what matters that the recording was done and we can all listen to it so please enjoy again so here we are again to hear the continuation of the interesting story of uh, master sirio how he reached india by land to find his spiritual guide 
his spiritual master. So, in the last episode, we arrived together with you to Rishikesh, where we could witness, listening to it, how many miraculous events happened, like how we were taken care, which um, was very captivating for me, as you said, that God had to take care of you because you were very sincere in your endeavor. So, please continue the story so that we can know how it continued. So, any mala, any necklace has a thread that goes through all the beads. And all this story, all the um, steps on this story, they are weaving together with a thread. And every bead of each is important for the next one in order to happen properly. So that eventually the result that is meant to happen, it happens. So I was taken to this small ashram of a Swami disciple of Swami Shivananda by these three American girls. And there I met this family of people from Turin who had been living in the ashram of uh, Aurobindo for a year and a half. Now, these people could have been living in some other ashram. There are so many ashrams in India, so many gurus. But no, it was Aurobindo. Why? Because I had taken Aurobindo to be my guru. I mean, I have been studying his teachings. And it was very important that I met people who had been or uh, were followers of Aurobindo because there was the connection. There was uh, to somehow conclude a phase of my quest, which was the bond I had developed towards Sri Aurobindo so that I could know that that phase was closed and I had to continue in my quest, different direction. So <clears throat> both Adriano and this lady, I don't remember her name now, uh, they were very important for this because they told me things which made me realize that I had to look somewhere else, keep going. So anyway, this lady knew Adriano so we talk about many things and we talk about Adriano also. And she told me things about what he was doing now, what was his life, and what was the condition of his life. She was not so nice, according to what she told me. He was in a, in a difficult situation. Anyway, we decided to go after two days to visit Adriano, who was living on the other side of the Ganges. Ganga. So at the time there were no bridges. In order to go on the other side, you had to take a boat. So we arrived on the shore of the riverside and we saw a boat coming 
towards us. So I look and I saw Adriano on the boat. <laughs> Amazing. I saw Adriano coming and uh, so I told him, oh, you remember me? He said, oh, yes, yes. He came down from the boat, we greeted and he said, I'm going to do some things. I will be back soon. You go with them and they will take you where I am staying. So <clears throat> we took the boat, we went on the other side and we went to a small ashram, which was actually a room. A place where these, uh, well, I don't know if there were more rooms, but I saw only one room and a courtyard. And uh, so there was this uh, girlfriend of Adriano who was staying there. And uh, we waited for some time. We talked with her and then Adriano came back together with this other man whom I found out to be his guru. Now, this person, I didn't really like his face. I didn't like, really like the person. And uh, there was no good feeling between me and him right away. So I talked with Adriano and he said, he asked me, how was it in hardware? I said, well, I felt it was not my place. So he said, oh, okay, you keep looking, he said, because uh, India is a very, it's a very strange country. Said. And you have to find your way through. So you keep looking. And uh, so we talked some, and uh, eventually I told the lady, I would like to go back. You want to go or you want to stay? I said, no, 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 we go. So me, the lady and the three children started off and we went towards the shore of the river, the riverside, to take the boat and go on the other side. But before we crossed, there was a kind of small restaurant, bar restaurant. So we went aside to have a drink. I don't know if it was a chai or whatever, we had a drink. And as I entered the door, there was a boy standing there. And he kept looking at me. So we went inside, we had the drink that we had, whatever it was, and the boy kept looking at me and he stayed there at the entrance, standing there. Now, when I came out, he looked at me and he asked, where are you from? I said, I am from Italy. He said, oh, I am also from Italy. Ah, and so he asked, he, did he ask you in English? Yes, he asked me in okay. English. Well, a few words I knew. Anyway. No, I, I meant because maybe he got the suspicion that you're Italian. That's why he kept looking at you. But at first he asked me in English. Then when, he, when I said, yes, he said, oh, sono anch'io italiano. I'm also Italian. <laughs> so where are you from? Again. I said, I'm from Milan. He said, I am also from Milan. <laughs> this is amazing. But you know, what so, I just, I, I, excuse me, just what I thought, it's really incredible. What impresses me that India is such a huge country. This world is so big, full of so many billions of people. And also Rishikesh is big. And you keep 
you kept meeting Italians everywhere. It's like Italians are everywhere. It's just amazing. Like in Istanbul, you find Italians. Then you go to to Pakistan, you find an Italian who guides you. Then you go to an ashram, you find an Italian, this lady. Then you just uh, in Rishikesh, you bump into Adriano just by chance. He's coming with a boat. And then you got a restaurant to drink something, and then there is also another Italian. This is amazing. So he asked me, what are you doing in India? I said, I'm looking for a guru. He said, oh, in India, so many gurus, but most of them are fake gurus. Oh. I said, oh, very good. Very good information. <laughs> so he said, um, I have met a really great guru. If you are interested, you can go with me and I give you something to read from his teachings. If you like, then I can give you his address. I said, oh, that's interesting. So yes, I go with you. So I told the lady, look, uh, you can go and uh, we meet back there at the ashram. So I went with him and he was staying just at the Shivananda ashram. <laughs> so we went inside, there were a number of boys, Indians, mostly Indians, in this dormitory kind of thing. And uh, he pulled out three pamphlets, <clears throat> what was called Seven Paths to Perfection. The other one was, to, was called Man Know Thyself. And the other one was called God's Power, Christ's Power, Guru Power. So he gave me these three pamphlets and uh, I choose one. Now I don't remember which one. But were these in I, Italian or in English? In Italian, yes. Huh. There were very few translations from Master Kirpal at the time. And these were the three main ones, I could say. There was no, not yet a book, just a few discourses that is translated. So I chose one of them and I began reading. We were sitting on the floor. And as I began reading, I felt like a withdrawal from the body. And from up, I was looking at the pamphlet, myself reading the pamphlet. So I, I felt, I felt unusual because I never had an experience like that. So I told him, look, this has happened to me. And he said, well, don't, don't mind, just keep reading. So I kept reading and I found that his teachings, Master Kripal's teachings, were not different or very different from Aurobindo's teachings, what I had, was used to, what I had been reading and studying. So <clears throat> I told him, well, I mean, these are um, the teachings. I don't find anything unusual in them and I like them. That's what I'm used to. And he said, are you ready to follow these teachings? He asked. I said, yes, why not? That's what I am doing already for one year. And he said, oh, strange, finding another Italian who is really interested in this topic. So <clears throat> he said, okay, if you are interested, then I give you his address. Tomorrow I am going to his ashram, which is in Deradun, some 40 kilometers from here. 50. Um, I don't want you to go with me. 
but I give you his address. And if you want, you can go later on, day after or whenever you wish. And did he say why he didn't want to, uh, you to go with him? He said uh, it's very difficult to be accepted by this master. So I don't want to be compromised myself, to compromise myself. You go alone and you face your situation. Wait, there was a disturbance in the line. Can, can you repeat this last? That, that why he didn't want you to go with him? He said, this master is very demanding and he doesn't accept people easily. So you have to go by yourself. He also had his own difficulties when he got there. So he said, I don't want to compromise myself. You go by yourself, see what happens. So he said, okay, okay, I go by myself. And he said, yesterday I've been visiting a guru, Baba, who lives behind Rishikesh on the other side of the river, um, up on the hill in a cave. Um, would you like to go visit him tomorrow morning? So I said, oh yes, why not? I understood that this Baba was somebody I'd been reading about when I was in, in Italy. There was a magazine and there was an article from an Italian journalist who had been visiting this Baba. And uh, he called him the nameless Baba. No name Baba. <laughs> but then I found out as we approached the cave, there were signs indicating Tatwala Baba. So that was his yeah. name, Tatwala Baba. And uh, so we went on. He knew the way because he had been there already. It was a path up the hill, like trekking. At some point, we reached this cave. We entered the cave and in front of us, there was a naked Baba with very long hair touching down the ground. And uh, some, let's say 15 people sitting in front of him. So he looked at us and he asked, what do you want? So I stood up and I went close to, he called me, come close. So I went close and he asked me, what do you want? I said, I would like to know what kind of meditation technique you teach. And he said, okay, you stay after the meeting. There was somebody translating because he didn't speak English. He spoke <laughs> Punjabi because Tatu Alababa was from Punjab. And uh, he said, you stay after the meeting and then I will tell you something. So there was this uh, darshan going on. He was, people were asking some questions and he was talking to them, this kind of situation. At some point, people stood up and went away. Most of them, those were visitors, but there were some sadhus living with him, some, I don't know exactly, seven, 10 of them. All Indians, were they? All Indians, yes. They were all, there was, there was only a French boy, I remember, only one Westerner, and he was a French boy. So <clears throat> Roberto, at some point, tried to talk with this French boy, telling him some few things, I don't know what, maybe in English. And this boy said, look, 
I don't want to talk, just just be silent. And uh, so they indicated us to go on uh, one side of the cave. It was a big cave. One side of the cave <laughs> and sit down on a line. And Five people came. Cave. <laughs> huh? Five stars cave. <laughs> it was a big one, uh, nicely kept. <laughs> and uh, so we sat there and these sadhus, this disciple of Tatwala Baba, they came and gave us chickpeas, they gave us chapati, and then halva also. So it was a very delicious meal, really very nicely cooked, clean, and so nice. So we had this meal, and while I was sitting down, having the meal, I felt wrapped up by this very powerful uh, aloe of energy or light very powerful, which was kind of cooking my my back. It was very much on my spine and on my neck. I would call it like a Kundalini energy. Very powerful. But did you feel it connected to this Tatwala Baba? Or was uh, a presence, invisible presence, or was it the energy of the place? It was the energy of the place, definitely. Tatwala Baba was a very nice sadhu. I think he was very good. What he asked from me later on, I don't think it was even real. I think it was just like a test to send me away somehow. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so after the meal, we stood up, we went outside, there was like a rivulet coming down from the hill and there was like a basin built in which the water was falling and there was a, like, a, like a sink, a big, a basin in which the water was staying and we could wash the dish inside there. So we all washed the dishes, somebody took care of them, and we went back inside. So I sat again there. Tatuala Baba had gone up in his own private cave. There was like steps going up, like an upper room. <laughs> so he had gone out there to have his meal. He didn't have the meal with us. And then he came back down and he sat again there. So I was sitting there in front of him and he asked, maybe you should go, he said. Oh, just So I said, well, you told me that after the meeting, you would tell me something. And he said, yes, okay, if you want the mantra, that means initiation. In India, they call it getting the name from the guru. Means the guru gives your name to repeat a mantra. Mm. So, he said, if you want the mantra, you have to give me 200 rupees. <laughs> so 200 rupees at the time, it was quite money. You could go on at least for uh, some 10 days or maybe more even. I don't remember now exactly, but everything was very cheap in India at the time. It was like, let's say, 200 euros nowadays. And uh, yeah, I thought, uh, OK, I will think over. And if I feel like, I come back. He said, okay, he greeted, and we went. So as soon as we were far enough, Roberto said, oh, this can be a true guru. A true guru will never ask for money. He said, okay. He said, you go to Kirpal Singh. You will see. He is a real guru, and he won't <laughs> ask you for any money. But uh, did you mean this when you said that uh, you think maybe it was not even real, which Tatwala Baba asked you? 
Well, that's what I meant. Yes, I, I don't know because Asadu like this, it was living very simple life. It's very strange that he would ask this much money for uh, giving. A, I don't know if he was asking other people the same way. Anyway, to me, it had the effect that I just went away, and the the thing, the deal was concluded. Yeah, he had to. So I went away. away. Maybe. <laughs> Because uh, even now you can find on internet videos of Tatwala Baba. He was a very nice person. Eventually, then he ended up very badly because, uh, you know, among sadhus, there is big jealousy also. And those who are successful, especially in attracting people and attracting Westerners, the other sadhus become very jealous. So there was a sadhu being very jealous of Tatwala Baba. And uh, one year after I was there, this sadhu shoot at Tatwala Baba and killed him early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning. So I'm very sorry for this, but it seems that people who were around him knew because he had told them, I feel that my life is going to be short and, and very soon I will, be, I will, I will die. That's what people say who were around him, that uh, he had this feeling that his life was going to end soon. They say that Tatwala Baba was old, like 80 years, but it didn't look like 80 years at all. He was still a man, a very strong man with a very healthy body and nice looking man. Anyway, that was the end of this story with him. We went down to Rishikesh, and in the afternoon, Roberto, that was the name of the boy, took a bus and went to Dehradun. So he told him, tomorrow you do the same. Come here, buy the ticket, take the bus, and go to Dehradun. Then from Dehradun, go to Subhashnagar. He gave me the address. And since I speak English, he wrote to me three sentences. Once you get to the ashram, you say, I have been reading the teachings of this master. I would like to stay here and be initiated by him. <laughs> so this was too much for me. I couldn't remember <laughs> all these many words in English. So I tried to read them sometimes, but I could never memorize them. When I tried to repeat them in my mind, I was not able. So anyway, I went back to the ashram. I told this lady and to the Swami, look, tomorrow I'm going away. And the Swami asked me, where are you going? I said, I've been given the address of a guru in Dehradun called Kirpal Singh. What do you think about? He said, oh, Kirpal Singh, great guru. He said, yes, go to him, he's very good. <laughs> oh, nice. So I, I thought, oh, good, that's a good indication. <laughs> and uh, so I told the lady also, and I had my backpack and guitar also. So I asked the Swami, may I leave here the guitar? Because then I will come back and at some point. I don't think I'm going to stay there. I will come back to pick, to pick it up. He said, okay, leave it, no problem. <clears throat> so in the afternoon, next day, I went to the bus stand. I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. It was the same time when Roberto left, but when I reached there, at the counter, there was a line of people, queue. And I put myself in the queue, 
And uh, personally, the counter kept giving tickets to everybody. But when I reached there, he said, close, no tickets anymore. Oh, no. So what is this? <laughs> One ticket. He said, no, 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 finish. So my God, so how do I go now? So some people over there, they said, look, there is a taxi forming, uh, uh, you know, people to get into it. When there will be enough people, then it will start off to Deradun. So you can join with them. So <clears throat> the bus went and we kept waiting that uh, uh, enough people would be available to go on the, in the taxi and go to Deradun. So <clears throat> we waited. At some point, there were five or six people, means enough people to go. So he started off. And if I had gone with the bus, I would have reached the ashram in daylight. But since I took the taxi and it became a bit later, we late, then once I reached the Radun, it was already at sunset and it was getting dark. So <clears throat> once I go down from the bus, up to Rishikesh, it was all normal. Nothing was happening, nothing unusual in myself. But once I reach Dehradun, I ask the people there, I have to go to Subhashnagar, where do I go? They said, you go there on the other side of the road, there will be a bus coming. You pick up that bus and it will take you to Subhashnagar. Subhashnagar is the area where Masika Paz, Manav Kendra was located. So <clears throat> I went on the other side and I began waiting. And as I was waiting, I began feeling like wrapped by a, by a holy presence, I would say, by a very peculiar kind of energy, which I was not used to. As I said, since I reached India, I was feeling always a strong magnetism. But there it was different. It was like feeling above this world and feeling so blessed. So blissful. So I was enjoying this condition, but I was at the same time, I was asking Michael, what is this? Is it again something unusual, something I never <laughs> experienced? But it was very good. So if, wow, I was enjoying this. So <clears throat> I kept waiting. At some point, the bus arrived. I went on the bus and I asked the person who was beside me, where is Subhash Nagar? He told me, wait, I will tell you when, when to get down. I don't know I was communicating with these people, but <laughs> I know I was communicating. <laughs> Somehow I was. So, <clears throat> so I stayed on the bus and then I was on the bus. I kept feeling this blessing coming above me, coming inside of me more and more and more. And at some point, those sentences, which I was never able to remember, they came back into my mind, like written there on a screen. Wow. And it was, I have been reading some teachings of this master. I would like to stay here and be initiated by it. <laughs> so I thought, wow, incredible. <laughs> so so um, we went on and as the, the closer I got to the place, the more 
uplifted they felt. And when eventually the man told me, next stop, you get down. The next stop came, I went down the bus and I felt so much in ecstasy, so blissful that I thought, my God, where I ended up. Wow. I look up on the sky and I saw like a dome of light covering the whole place. Mm. So I thought, my God, am I still on Earth or I am on some other planet? <laughs> I'm just repeating the thoughts which came into my mind on that occasion. So <laughs> I was really wonderstruck. So I began moving. The bus went, I crossed the road, and on the other side I saw a couple of people, elderly people. So I went to them and I asked, where is Manav Kendra? They said, oh, come along with us, just follow us. So I followed them and they took me just to the gate. And the closer I got to the gate, the more I felt blessed and uplifted. And when I reached the gate, they said, you're gone. So the gate, there were some three, four people sitting on the ground and, uh, and there was a gate. And I look at these people, and in my perception, this was the gate to heaven. And these people were the guardians of heaven. Oh. <laughs> that was my perception. On this level, it was just a gate made of iron and three people sitting there. But <laughs> in my perception, this was the gate to heaven, and these were the guardians to heaven. So <clears throat> I went inside, they said, they, they were very kind, just go along. So I began walking and right away on the left side, I saw a big building, like a villa and uh, a house with a veranda and a man sitting under this veranda. On the other side, there was a big pond, oval shape, was just built this ashram. It was very nice, very beautiful. And the perception I had, it was like entering to the most pure place on earth. Wow. Clean, nice, perfect. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I look at this man, I saw him all wrapped in a halo of light. And the thoughts that came into my mind, which were unusual thoughts for me, for my psyche, it was my quest is ended. And if it is true that God incarnates on earth as a man, then this man must be God on earth. Wow, yes, okay. it was just an, a spiritual intuition, spiritual perception, which came spontaneously. Well, like a revelation. Like a revelation, yes. Well, yes, like that was, that's, that's, that's the right word, revelation. So I mean to, to make a stupid question, was it Master Kirpal sitting there under the veranda? Yes, of course it of was course. Master Kirpal. <laughs> nobody had to tell me that he was the master because <laughs> nobody needed to tell me. Um, so there was a fence made of uh, some bushes. I went around. So I was on the other side and there was a small entrance and I stood there. There was a man sitting near Master Kirpal, just on the steps of this veranda. He stood up and came to me. He came to me and he asked, what do you want? He wasn't kind at all. Oh. Just very stern. What do you want? 
So he said, just those sentences. I have been reading some teachings of this master. I would like to stay here and be initiated. So like if I had asked, may I kill you? He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. You can't stay here. Just like this. No, 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 no. You can't stay here. You have to go. So I was so surprised because now I was in heaven. And this person, <laughs> in heaven, everybody must be kind. But this person was not kind. So he was breaking the, the enchantment, you know. <laughs> oh. The spell. He was well, yes, the, the whole, whole story sounded like a fairy tale, no? Fairy tale. Yes. Like, oh, I entered the gates of heaven, everything beautiful. Everything beautiful. Everything nice. Then I go there. Everybody kind. Yes, I, I go to India, they take me by car, I keep meeting Italians, then the sentences come into my mind, everything beautiful, and then all of a sudden, like, crumbles down. Yes, the castle crum crumbles down. So I said, can you please ask him? The master what he says so he said okay so he turned now i was watching the master from the profile from the side and uh, he went to him he did master didn't even turn to look at me oh no he just did with his hand sign like send him away oh no so when i saw his hand going like this then it was like somebody with a big stick giving me a bang on my head. And I became really kind of senseless. I must say, really kind of senseless. Because I was in such a high spirit. And abruptly, all of a sudden, I was thrown down on the earth by this, his justice. <laughs> so... <clears throat> like a shock. It was a shock. So I thought, I can't say anything. At this point, I have to go. So I was so shocked that I didn't go back the way I came, which would be normal. But I began roaming around this big pool, walking around. It was very beautiful. How was it? Lake Mansarovar? Is it? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this Mansarovar, yes. So I, I was not even aware of anything at the point. I was just aware of this big problem. What is this? I was asking. What does it all mean? I come here, I have this revelation, this uh, spontaneous intuition, and now I sent away. What does it mean? So I walk and walk, and at some point I found another gate. So I stood there at the gate, pondering over what does this whole story mean? So while I was pondering over, a boy, an Indian boy, passed by. He saw me there and he said, what should you do here? Just go inside. He thought I had just arrived there. He said, go there. There is an office. So at that point, I thought, it came another intuition, which said, this is a test. You have to insist. Eventually, it will be okay. Oh, so it's like a real fairy tale because also in fairy tales and everything is beautiful, but then the hardships come, the tests. So yeah. how, how did it go? What did you do then? Then I went to the office. I went inside, door was open. And at the end of the, of the room, there were some five, six people sitting around the table. 
And one of the people, I'm sure it was Darshan Singh, the son of Master Kirpal. So <clears throat> they look at me and they ask, what do you want? Again, I repeated the same sentences. <laughs> I've been reading some teachings of this master and I would like to stay here and be initiated by him. So again, in a very unkind way, they said, no, no, this place is not for you. You just, oh. you just go. So at it's that like point... You, like you had a mark on you that they look at you and they just wanted to send you away. Maybe. But they had long hair and, uh, you know, in massacre past environment, they were quite, uh, let's say, normal people. And I was looking very much like a sadhu. So I was kind of uh, different than the usual environment, the usual people there. Maybe it is because of this. Anyway, they told me, this is not this man for you. You better go back to Teradon. So at that point, I thought, well, you don't get rid of me so easily. I kept staring at them and staying there and not moving. So they turned to themselves. They began talking again at some point. They turned back and I was still there. So they oh. said, you have to go. I said, no, I don't go. <laughs> so to solve the situation came a lady. And she was an Israeli, somebody from Israel initiated by master. So she came to me and, uh, and look, in the old ashram, apart from Roberto, who was not there, at the, I mean, who was there, but didn't happen to, to appear, this lady was the only one who spoke Italian again. <laughs> she just happened to be there where you were. <laughs> yeah, she came there and she asked, so what's the matter with you? Where are you from? I said, I am from Italy. And again, I would like to stay here and be initiated by this master. She said, well, master is very busy these days. There are very big things happening. And you better, you better uh, go back to Deradun now, find a room in a hotel and come back tomorrow. Talk with the master and see what happens. I didn't tell her that I had seen the master already and he sent me away, of course. But actually, it didn't <laughs> well, even come back into my mind. Yeah, well, you have seen him, but he hasn't seen you because he didn't <laughs> turn towards you. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> so she spoke uh, so well Italian. She could explain everything in Italian to you. She told me, yes, you go back to the garden. You better cut your hair, she said, and come, ah. here, come here back here dressed in a better way. <laughs> so I, when she said this, I thought, never. Oh, the rebellious was, one. You know, I was attached to my look. I like to be like that. I didn't want to cut my hair. Anyway, I went back to Deradun. I found a room in a hotel, a very simple hotel, very cheap. I took this room. I slept there. And next morning when I woke up, I began thinking, well, what do you care more about this your hair or uh, being accepted by the master? So I went to a barber. I cut my hair and I went back to the ashram once But did again. you did you already have beard also at that age? No, because uh, there was a time where I had, I had beard already before, but uh, there was a time which I was shaven. Um, yes, I was completely shaven. So I had this long hair, I cut my hair, so it looked like a very nice... Uh, 
nice young man from Italy. Nice looking young boy, you know. <laughs> so I wear my jeans and shirt and I went back to the ashram. So I think we continue next time what's going to happen next, which is again oh. very, very interesting. Well, it's like when uh, one is uh, watching a movie or something and uh, or, or a series in the TV and then there is a very exciting part and then <laughs> to be continued. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so we can't, uh, thank we you can't... for wait this two weeks to pass to listen to the continuation. It's going to be very interesting the next phase, very. I will okay. say the transformation of uh, man. That's the word <laughs> that describes what happened to me next. Okay, so thank you very much, uh, Master, to dedicate your time to us and telling your story. And um, I am saying to the listeners that uh, if anybody wants to send any questions, then you can send uh, to seriapodcast at gmail.com and in later episodes master will be able to reply them so next episode comes after two weeks with the transformation of serial and we shall see how it unfolds <laughs>